Govs Nation, you're listening to the PCAST, sponsored by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. No expense was spared in the recent multi-million dollar renovation to provide the Flats Off Madison residents with premium finishes and the latest technological amenities. The Flats Off Madison offer beautiful one and two bedroom apartments in a smoke-free community. Stop by today or call a leasing agent at 931-538-3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. I am Casey Krieger. He is Alex Allen. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that is blasting the Stephen F. Austin fight song throughout the office in preparation for this weekend. It's that level of detail that makes the PCAST great. Alex, how are you now? Good. And you? Not so bad. I felt like that was a good intro. That was a really good intro. Really, really, really got into that one. Uh, uh, we're making fun of the uh, the Folsom Frenzy podcast that uh, thought that Deion Sanders in Colorado playing music at practice was an new thing it's definitely not. they made it sound like the tweet said coaches and equipment staff are blasting music and the oregon fight song during practice it's that level of detail that makes coach prime great everybody does that yeah literally I mean, everybody maybe the we blast we blast every team's fight song throughout the office the whole week every yeah, week we do we don't go on the road without knowing knowing what we're about to get into the only one i won't do that team from callaway county mm. don't want to hear that ever again mm. now tennessee states Proudly. Oh, I, I, it's a great I would. I would regardless, the tweet's very funny it is. because they think that no one's ever done that before, and now everybody's making fun of them with tweets like, "Coach Prime brought an actual whistle to the game." It's that level of detail that makes him great. Like, mm-hmm. and we're we're very pro Coach Prime here. We are maybe we are not maybe we are the number one Deion Sanders Austin P podcast in the country. Yes, we are. No, no Austin P podcast in the country. Loves Coach Prime more than the PCAST. Alex has got on his Coach Prime shades right now. Sure I've do. got mine at, in the cubicle ready to go whenever I need them. Uh, it's, uh, it's the number one Colorado podcast. And what a game for the Buffs. It really was. I mean, Overtime I against Colorado State to end season rivalry. I saw a stat that said in the past 20 years, seven times Colorado and Colorado State have played with one of the teams ranked inside the top 25. The unranked team had won all seven mm-hmm. before Saturday. And the Buffs did it without Travis Hunter. For yep. a lot of the game. I mean, it, overall, I mean, it was just such a good game, too. Because it was like, you know, Colorado State led for pretty much the entire game, I believe. Most of it. And But, I mean, at the same they time. They were up like 14, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, all throughout it, I was like, okay, yes, they're down. But we know Coach Prime ain't losing to Colorado State. Especially after all the smack they were talking going into it. Like, you, no. You don't, you don't, you talk, gotta, you don't you talk You have smack. to save that smack, smack talk just for Coach Prime. Listen, this podcast has two favorite football coaches. Number one, Scotty Walden. Very big deficit. It's not that close. Number two, Coach Prime. Yes. And uh, he wasn't losing. No. He's not going to lose this week either. Somebody give him his – I don't even know who they play this week, but – Oregon. Oh, that's a big one. Nah, give me me the Buffaloes. That's a tough one. It's their toughest – it's that and and USC. Yeah, that's back-to-back weeks. Oregon, USC, Utah are the three tough ones on the schedule for the Buffs. Uh, Bo Nix has been good. Yeah. He's got – I don't know why. He has ads, like, all over Dallas, all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. My friend Alex Salas sent me a photo of a Bo Nix ad outside of his apartment in Dallas. 
I mean, he was so average at Auburn. Average. Like the definition of average. But whenever he went to Oregon, I was like, he'll probably be pretty good. And he has been. Because now you're in a team that it's hard to be a bad quarterback at Oregon. Yeah. It's kind of like being a quarterback for the 49ers. Yeah. You're going to be fine. It's, yeah, you're right. If you if you've got McCaffrey and Debo and all those guys, your life's pretty easy. I would say so. Juwan Jennings too. Shout out to the dog. <laughs> um, anyway, Sco Buffs beat the Ducks. Yep. Uh, what should we talk about now, Alex? We'll go ahead and mention uh, scheduling conflict did not work out this week. We're not going to have a guest, but we will have a guest in the po- on the PCAST next week. We're going to have Connor Gore, Austin Peay baseball team. Uh, Connor couldn't make it out this week, and I've got an early flight to Dallas tomorrow, so it just didn't work out. But we're still here. We're here. We're here to talk some Austin P sports with you, and we'll have Connor Gore on the PCAST next week, live and in person. Oh, yeah. Live and in the studio. All right, Alex, the uh, cross-country team. Yeah, so the men's and women's cross-country team was down in Nashville. Pretorius Invitational. The Pretorius Invitational hosted by Treveca. I'm sure it was at Percy Warner Park. It, it was at Percy it was Warner 1, 000, Park. It's the only place anybody's ever ran cross-country in the city of Nashville. Yeah, and what, what really helps with that is, I mean, you know that we're going to race there multiple times a year. This year, it's the first first of two times that we'll race there. And like last year, where I think we were there three or four times. Uh, it's also the same course that the ASUN Cross Country Championships are at in late October. And overall, I'd say the Govs had a good showing. The men placed sixth. The women, the women, men and women were both sixth. Ashley Doyle led the women's team. She placed 32nd with a time of 19:40. Followed Shout out to Science Hill High School. There you go. Uh, followed by Mary Kate French in 43rd, Savannah Fruth in 48th, Shay Foster in 58th, and then Haley Mattingly in 60th. Um, so that's two meets for Ashley Doyle on the cross country team. She's led both of them. Uh, Jackson Fowler also led the Govs, the men's side, for the, for second, the second time. For the second straight time. Uh, he placed 44th, followed by Jack Strader at 53rd. And then. Oh, man, I can't remember how to pronounce this, guys. The other guys, uh, Jacob, shout out to Jacob, who placed 54th. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this. You have to do it now. You can't tee that up and not try. Schwiegard? Schwiegard? How's it spelled? S-C-H-W-E-I-G-A-R-D. Yeah, I'll leave that up to you, pal. Um, Ryan Cooley at 55th, and then Lucas Bales at 63rd. So, like I said, overall, sixth place finishes. You'll take it. It's a good preset to the ASUN Conference Championships here in a little bit over a month. So, we'll cross country it. championship always comes quick. It really does because I mean they're only it's a very raise, short season. They're only going to raise five to six meets, seven at the absolute very most. Yeah, and that's so. if you like go to the national championship. Exactly. That's a it's a weird it's a weird schedule. I feel it like. is. It's very weird. Uh, the men's golf team went to the Grover Page Classic, Jackson, Tennessee, Jackson Country Club, UT Martin's event. Go there every year. Uh, Govs struggled a little bit. Uh, seventh place finish, which is actually pretty good after a tough start. They went 299 in the first round, bounced back with a 281 in the second, 287 in the third. Uh, t- that first round, they were sitting there 10th or 11th after 18 holes. So to get up to T7, you feel pretty good about the bounce back there. Logan Spurrier led the team. He shot 215. He went three under in the first round, one under in the third round. Uh, Daniel Love at his best round of the season. He had a second round 67. That's a five under. Aside from that, Reese Britt finished in 29th, Jacob Fox Scholar in 41st, and Seth Smith 46th for the freshman. Uh, first time you've really seen him not be in the top 10, so you see, look to see him bounce back in two weeks when the men host the APSU Intercollegiate. We're going to host golf tournaments a bit for back-to-back weeks. The men are going to be 
that week of October 6th and 7th, that Monday. I think it's the first week of October. It's the mm-hmm. second or the third. Sounds yep. about right. Uh, Clarksville Country Club, 36 holes on Monday. Going to play six. Count four for the men's side. We'll talk about the women's tournament a little bit. But Gov's got a couple good rounds in. Struggled there. I feel like we always struggle when we go there. Uh, but it's a good in-state tournament to go play in. There's always good competition. So hopefully hopefully the guys get it figured out in the next week. And uh, let's win the home tournament. Let's do it. That's the one you want to win. And the me and Camille, Camille were talking about this morning because she played college golf. That home tournament is always the hardest to win for every team. Yeah, because you know you got that, like, target on your back. So it's like – And UT Martin just won their home tournament. So right. our, our women will talk about their, their home tournament, which is next week here in a minute. But it's tough because – like you said, there is a target on your back. You come in with more pressure because you want to win it. You want to win your home tournament, and it's just tough. Yeah. So, anywho, we'll uh, we'll we'll move on to the next. Okay. Volleyball team. Yeah. So, uh, volleyball was in Kansas City for the Kansas City Classic. Missouri or Kansas? Missouri. Okay. According to the schedule page. According to the schedule. Um, so the Govs opened the tournament with a three-one win against St. Louis. And that win was also the 500th career win for head coach Taylor Mott. Congrats, Congrats Coach T- Mott. Congrats to T. Mott. I mean, she's had a heck of her career. Um, she's been here for a minute. Tw- yeah, about 12 years. I think I believe this is her 12th season. Um, she's also at Flagler. Had a great career there before coming to Austin P. Um, so the Govs. So she picks up her 500th in that 3-1 win against St. Louis, and then the Govs drop matches against Kansas City, who is a very good volleyball team. Um, the Ruse. The ruse, and um, it's not a ruse; they're the ruse. The ruse, and uh, after that, the Govs drop another one to Southeast Missouri. That was a three-one decision as well. Um, you know, overall, yes, you want to come away with more wins and losses in a tournament, of course. But I, I think, think there were a lot, a lot of, of long matches this year. We really have. I mean, I, I want to. We're top fifteen in the country in total attacks, which just shows how many four and five set matches we've played all year. Govs are three and zero oh when it goes to five sets, though. Yeah. It, it, that is good. And, uh, but no, Sarah Carnathan, um, Carnathan, sorry, um, had a really good weekend. She had 10 kills against St. Louis and in, against Kansas City and then broke her career high with 13. Which was 10. They were both career highs at the time they were set. Okay. And then she, again, broke her career high with 13 kills against SEMO. Um, so she had a really good weekend. Michaela Powell, of course, doing Michaela Powell things. She ended up being all tournament for, I want to say, every tournament this year maybe except for the first one yeah sounds about right i mean she's just having a heck of a year so far um govs are really going to rely on her sarah kelsey meads also had a really good year um so now we got conference play starting here pretty or starting this week i got some volleyball stats for you before we get into the conference preview you ready taylor mott five wins away from 200 in her austin p career yep maggie keenan 37 blocks to become the sixth governor with 300 career blocks and she's only a junior and she's only a junior and uh michaela powell Needs 172 kills to become the 16th governor with 1,000 career kills. And what? It's like her third year? Yeah, this is her third year. She's going to play her freshman year. Right. It's good. Pretty good. Pretty good. But yeah, Tell no. me about this weekend. So this weekend the Govs will start Atlantic Sun Conference play. Atlantic Sun. Atlantic Sun. Not a Sun anymore. Nope. We're back. We are back. The Atlantic Sun is yeah. who's back of the week. Yeah. And I just like it more. Like, I, like, you know, they'll still be, you know, the A-Sun on second and third reference or whenever you need to shorten it. 
but just calling it the Atlantic Sun Being Conference. Being able to say Atlantic Sun again, because everybody was yeah. doing it anyway. Exactly. And it, it, made, it made no sense. And we to just not. had to keep on getting on, like, you know, reporters or whoever calling the Atlantic. And hey, we're like, it's no, not it's the A Sun. Or it's not the Atlantic Sun. It's the A Sun. Yeah. It's the Atlantic Sun. It's yeah. always been the Atlantic Sun. So, it was the Atlantic Sun when I was watching ETSU and the Mini Dome back in 2004. Tim Smith running the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Smith, big bald guy with a headband. Yeah. 6'8. I don't know if he was 6'8. Banging threes. I don't know who Gerald Ford playing center. Don't know who Not Gerald any Ford. Of those guys. Maybe it was Gerald Ford. It was a guy named Gerald that played center. Sure. I think. I was a big fan of those ETSU games back in the day. Well, I mean, that was your hometown team, so it happened. Well, I, I'd get to walk in through the media entrance with my dad, and we'd go to take photos. So I'd get to go to the media area, get a little free can of Pepsi. Yeah. Uh, so that really, that really, that really improved the <laughs> it entire really day. Sparked young Craig. Really sparked, sparked the whole day. Then I'd go <laughs> sit right next to the band in the section right behind the court in the front row, watch watch some Bucks basketball. Yeah. So shout out to Tim Smith and the boys. There we go. That's the only name I can remember. I couldn't name anybody. I couldn't even act like I knew anybody. These are the teams that were wearing like the shorts that were down to their ankles. You know, yeah, you know that, exactly what I'm talking. I know exact. Shoot, I remember seeing. They were also playing in a football dome, which made it so much cooler. <laughs> what a time! Because it was like we went from like the really high shorts, you know, way back in the day, and then like you look at pictures of like Austin P. Men's basketball whenever I was growing up, say like even like oh three oh four, and it was those baggy shorts. And I'm like, they are massive, and I'm like. You know that was awful to play in. Yeah, but they looked good. That they did. And that's what mattered. Yeah. That was all that mattered. <laughs> Let's talk about volleyball again. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the two games. First game Friday at North Alabama, 6 p.m. in Florence, Sunday, 2 p.m. at Central Arkansas. Uh, it's, it's a good road test. I think that's a really good way to open up Atlantic Sun Conference play. A couple teams you're going to be battling with. Yeah, and, and one thing that really benefits this team is that UCA hosted a home tournament the last week in non-conference play, and North Alabama was a part of it. So those two teams played each other. So you have film on both of those teams playing against one another. Yeah, really, um, really efficient way to watch film. It really is. Um, so those are both good teams. Um, you know, you want to come in, you want to come out with two wins. Uh, of course, you want to start ace on play strong. So it's a good test. That's all I'll say. All right, Alex, we got some tennis action this weekend. We do. And we had some last weekend as well. Yeah, we did. So, um, men's tennis started their season at the Cumberland Tournament in Lebanon against the Phoenix and home of Cole Langford. <laughs> yeah. Um, overall, it was it was a really good showing by the Govs. They picked up 14 wins in 15 total chances, I guess you could say. Um, really, I mean, they went three and zero in doubles pairings. Um, Played against UT Mar- or played against UT Southern, excuse me. Um, swept them. Also swept UT Southern in singles, and then picked up five of si- five of six against Milligan. I mean, overall, this team's returning essentially their entire roster from last year, with the exception of one, and then they add Glenn Arnett, their lone freshman this season. So I think to open up that tournament against a group of teams like that, that you should win a lot against, and to accomplish that as well, which is a good way to start the season. They were and very that, young last year. They were, and I think that you're seeing the maturity of the players that were maybe freshmen or sophomores last year and are now upperclassmen. Um, and that's one thing that this team just really wants to see in their second year of ASUN play, um, not to mention that they're going to be hosting their own fall, their own fall tournament this upcoming or two weeks now, October 6th and 7th, the APSC tournament. So that's it for the men. Now to go to the women's side of it, 
They did not play last week. They did not play last but week. They play this week. Yep. So the Govs will be opening their fall campaign with, with their home tournament, the APSC fall tournament. Uh, it's a really good tournament feel that you want to pick up some good wins against. You got teams. I mean, you have Cumberland coming up, but I don't think that we play them. But you're playing teams like Chattanooga that you've seen a lot of. You're playing Alabama, Birmingham, who's a very respectable uh, tennis program. And then you have the teams that we have a lot of history against. You have the Murray States, you have the SEMOs. Uh, who I would say are the two biggest rivals in this program's history, dating back to the OVC days. I mean, we're going to play both of those teams. It's going to be a really good showing. Uh, looking back, we beat SEMO last year. So two years ago, we fell to SEMO in the OVC Conference Championship game. Um, we had a somewhatly new roster last year. They returned that entire championship team, essentially. We go, we go out, we beat SEMO. Um, so you want to do it again this year. SEMO's always going to be a really good women's tennis program. Same with Murray State. Always a good test. It is. And it's good to do that in the very beginning stages of the fall because you're really finding out what this team's made of, what do you have to work on, uh, getting into the specifics. You know, do you have to work on your forehand, backhand, volleys, stuff like that. So I think going into a tournament like this, you got that, and then you're looking ahead to the UCA fall tournament followed by a couple of regional and national championships after, or tournaments after that. So. I'll take it. Women's golf team. Runner-up in their first weekend. How do you how do you best a runner-up finish? Probably first. You win. That's what they did. They they won again. It was like the eighth win of Jessica Combs' career, which is Pretty she's good. been coaching the women's tennis team for like four or five years now. Yep. Uh, and I think all three of all of those wins are in the past three years. Gals went down to the Hoover Invitational, hosted by UAB at Hoover Country Club. Uh, put up a 291 in the first round. Had all five golfers in the lineup in the top 10 after 18 holes. Had a big lead then. Shot a 301 in the second round. That was the worst round of the weekend. And then 298 in the third round. Took Cruz to a dozen shot win. Beat host UAB by 12. Beat Troy by 12. Samford was 17 shots back. 22 shots back was Jacksonville. They're in your conference. North Alabama, they were 24 shots back. They're also in your conference. Stetson also in your conference. They were, I'm doing math in my head here, a lot of shots back. Yeah. And Queens, Queens who's also in your conference. If Stetson was a lot of shots back, Queens was even more back. They were 50 shots back. So, pretty good, pretty good weekend. Uh, the Govs had Maggie Glass have her best ever weekend. That's good. Maggie Glass went out and went T3. She went 74, 74, 70. 70 is a career best. 218 is a career best for her. What does that earn, Maggie Glass? I would say some kind of hardware. Ace Sun Golfer of the Week. Heck yeah. First one ever. <laughs> She's the third Ossipee women's golfer to earn that award in the past two years. Taylor Dedman got it last year. Erica Scott got it last year. Erica Scott finished fifth in the tournament, too. Don't sleep on her. That's back-to-back -to -back top ten. She went 71-74-74. Jillian Breedlove, the freshman, put up a top ten. Her first ever top ten. She went 73-76-77. Katie Foshock, your fourth golfer, your fourth finishing golfer. It was T13. Uh 73, 77, 77. Kaylee Campbell rounds out the lineup, 74, 82, 77 with a 26th place finish. Two individuals, uh, Autumn Spencer and Abby Herzl, also made her collegiate debut and the tournament. But Govs basically took everybody out behind the woodshed I mean, at the UAB Hoover Invitation. Your entire lineup's top 30 and most of your lineup's top 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to lose anything when you have Not going to lose many tournaments, which is like, it was, it's weird because we talked about their finish in week one mm -hmm. and we said that they just finished second with nobody inside the top what 16 i think it was no and it was like top 15 i think our best finish was erica scott like nine or maybe i don't remember no erica scott finished nine that was our top finisher but we had nobody else in the top 20 yeah and we went second place so good bounce back good bounce back uh just 
I would say, a dominating performance. And leading into their home tournament, Clarksville Country Club, Monday and Tuesday, APSU Intercollegiate, 23rd one. Govs have not won since 2015 when Jessica Combs was Jessica Cathy and was the individual winner. Well, let's run that back. Yeah, been going to be eight years since the Govs have won. If they're not the favorites, I don't know who is. I don't know who's coming to this tournament. Uh, they're the favorites. I would say so. They're they're the favorites, especially after these first two performances and a dozen shot win down at Hoover. Um, it's time to uh, change that so I can quit saying the Govs haven't won since and say the Govs are defending yep. the championship at the APSU Clark's one. Come out and support the Govs. Yeah. Back-to-back weeks, Monday and Tuesday this week, Monday next week. Uh, come watch some golf. Cheer on the Govs. Clarksville Country Club. It's supposed to be nice, too. You it's know, supposed to be good weather. Weather's starting to get down to that fall weather. It's going to be al- almost sweater weather. I'll be there. You'll be there some. You'll come I'll, hang out a I'll little bit. I'll be there for a little bit. Come hang out a little bit. Come watch some golf. Come support the Govs. Hopefully, watch the Govs raise a trophy. Well, back to trophies and back-to-back weeks. We want the first trophy next Tuesday. Then we want the next one the next Monday. Yep. Alex. We had some uh, soccer last week. Yeah. Can we have some more soccer this week? Yeah, we yeah we do. So, uh, Gov started Atlantic Sun Conference play. Um, I've got to force myself to say that. Atlantic Sun Atlantic Conference. Atlantic Sun Conference. Um, so, the Govs open conference play with a 2-1 to one win against Bellarmine to improve to 3-1 and one at Mobro. So, this season, overall, really good showing. Uh, the players that you've really been looking to continue to take a step and continue to look good this season did so. Anaya, ba- Anaya Mack netted her fourth goal of the season. That, so that it, five times fast. No. <laughs> uh, so her four goals this season are the most by an Austin P. freshman since Mackenzie Dixon. Now Mackenzie Whittinghill had nine during her freshman season in 2015. Uh, Katie Bond also had a great game. Uh, she had eight saves in the win, including a – it was a diving save, I want to say midway to late in the second half. Uh, she's really been stepping up. She had a little bit of a tough stretch there uh, a couple weeks ago, but she's really been coming on. Um, overall, team looked really good in that game. It's good to start conference play 1-0, especially on your home field. Like I said, Gus 3-1 on their home field this year. We'll take that. After that, they went to Eastern Kentucky. A little bit of a difficult match. Govs drop at 1-0. Um, Never easy going up to Richmond. It's not, and you know, especially with that being, I want to say what, four-ish hour drive. Um, yeah, just about. And Eastern Kentucky scored a really quick goal. I want to say it was early in the fifth minute, um, and they get that. They're able to hold on to it. Govs get some shots late, but just not able to get any of them, any of them in the back of the net. You drop that one. You're one-and-one you're one one in conference play. You're going down to Florida now. Team left early yesterday. Uh, they play Jacksonville Thursday, which is today at 6 p.m., and then after that, they'll stay in Jacksonville, Florida, to play North Florida at 12 p.m. And overall, just looking at those matches, North Florida, I don't know what their record is off the top of my head, but they've gotten a couple of really good recruits this year. Uh, that's going to be a good game. Jacksonville's a game that you're going to go into saying, you know, let's get this one. Um, we drew with them last year in 1-1. And, you know, you want to get that momentum going because now you're you're – essentially two-thirds of the way into your season. It's time to get that momentum because, you know, the ASUN championship starts. It's coming quick, and you better get going before. Yeah. It's the third week of October. Tough. So let's go steal a couple in Florida, and then you're back home for uh, youth day and senior day to start October. So, yeah. 
sounds like it's time to head to the football field. Let's do that. Let's talk about last week's win against DTSU. Write me a book about it. I, I think I wanted to do this on the PCAST, but I couldn't go that high. 63-3. to three. You want me to say that again? Please. 63-3 to three win. Uh, not, not against a non-scholarship Pioneer League team. Not against an NAIA team. Mm-hmm. Not against a Division II team. Not against a Division III team. That's against a SOCON That is against a Southern Conference scholarship football program. And you brought them in here and just showed them the 50 states. Yeah. Bet you did. It was it, 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 it was one of the – you cannot say it's – it's one of the best games in program history. Easily. It's I mean, we, East Tennessee State's an in-conference SCS program. You come into your own own stadium, home opener, and you just do whatever you want. Yeah. Mike DeLillo goes 37 for 46 for 441 yards, five touchdowns. How many interceptions? Zero. How many times was he sacked? One. One sack, no interceptions, five touchdowns. A program record 441 yards. Oh, and by the way, he ran one in. So six total touchdowns, well over 400 yards in the air. He is the A-Sun Offensive Player of the Week, obviously. Easily. And we haven't even got to the other ways the Govs scored. Well, first, let's, let's stay with the passing for a second. Five different Austin P receivers caught a touchdown pass. Jeez. Trey Shackelford, first career touchdown. Trey Goodman, second of the season. He leads the team. Brendan Hawkins, first ever career t- or first career touchdown. Jordan Goko, first touchdown as a governor. Hatib Lyles, second career touchdown. Caught one at North Texas, first one as a gov. That's not even talking about Jaden Barnes. The freshman caught seven passes for 121 yards. We just did whatever we wanted to in that game. We hadn't even got – if we want to go past Jaden Barnes, MJ Singleton had three catches for 74. Cam Thomas had four catches for 54. Javon Jackson out of the backfield, two for 24. Kenny Odom had five for 11. Mm-hmm. This team has so many options at receiver. Yeah. It's wild because every, last year it was McCray, Burns, and Goodman. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty clear it was McCray and everybody else right. was, was a supporting cast, which is fine. If you have a guy like Dre McCray, feed him. Yeah. Maybe there's not a Dre McCray. That's okay. We got more depth at wide receiver than I think this program has ever seen. I would argue that there's very few teams in the country with that kind of depth at receiver. I'd agree. If you want to look at the season stats, this is just wild that there are 11 different governors with multiple receptions. There are five different guys with 100 yards through three games. There's four guys with double-digit catches. And then there's uh, six guys, seven, seven guys that have caught touchdowns. That's insane. That's nuts. Nuts. And we had not even got to the Cam Thomas portion of the event. Cam Thomas, who we talked about at receiver, he's, he's, he, he leads the team in receiving yards right now. But let me tell you, there might not be anybody in the country better returning kicks than Cam Thomas. That is true. He had an 89-yard punt return for a touchdown. It's the second longest punt return in program history behind his own 92-yard punt return last mm-hmm. year since Arkansas. 123 total punt return yards on four returns. That's an Austin P record. Nobody had ever gone over 100 yards in punt return. He he owned the record with that one return at Central Arkansas from last year. So yeah. he went and broke his own record. He had a 24 more yards on kickoffs. He had some receiving yards. He had 201 all-purpose yards. Uh, get that guy the ball. I know. I mean, he can just do everything. I, I don't care how you do it. Kick it to him. Hand it to him. Throw, throw it, it to him. him. Snap it to him. Let's just put him in defense. Let him get a couple picks. Let him pick it. It doesn't matter. Get the ball in number eight's hands, and good things are happening. He 
he's incredible when he has the ball in his hands. I mean, that touchdown run, uh, my dad and Colby were sitting in the end zone, and they said they saw Cam. He, he makes the first guy miss. He makes the second guy miss. Kind of heads towards the, the visitor's sideline, and then, boom, cuts right. it back towards the home sideline, and he, he was gone. Yeah. And there, yeah. The thing with him, there's no catch hand. I mean, you get him in open space, nobody's catching up to him. Nobody's going to tackle him one-on-one on one if he's got space. Right. So, he's incredible. He was the A-Sun Special Teams Player of the Week. Deservingly so. Deservingly so. He's like fourth. Him and Mike are both top five in the country in punt return, passing yards, passing touchdowns, all that. Uh, we hadn't even talked about the defense. Held a Division One FCS scholarship football program to three points. And 77 passing yards. Govs got their first pick of the 77 passing yards leads right into Javon McIver getting the first pick of the season for the Govs. This defense under Scotty Walden has had a lot of interceptions. They are a ball hawking team. They hadn't had one in the first two games. Javon McIver went and got one. He's had a really great start to the season at corner. Uh, Garrett Hawkins, freshman linebacker, Sevier County, Tennessee, playing against a team that's an hour and a half from his hometown. Right. He didn't go there. He came to Austin P. Scoop and score for a touchdown to score to cap off the scoring in the fourth quarter. Uh, had to feel good for that kid. Definitely. Let's talk about him. He does not look like a freshman. His sure. he's the one I pointed out at summer or spring oh, practice. Oh yeah, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking Number about. Number forty three. Yep. He is massive. Mm-hmm. Freshmen don't look like that. No, they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to. That's the correct answer. <laughs> uh, scoop and score for him. Shout out to him. Listen to him on Inside the Film Room when it comes out later or today before this comes out. Uh, all right, to this week. To this week. First time the Gels have ever gone to Texas. First time the Gels have ever played a team from Texas against Stephen F. Austin in the Piney Woods, Saturday night, 6 o'clock. Nagadoches, Homer Bryce Stadium. Be there. Or tune in on ESPN+. Plus. I'll definitely be tuning in. Tune in on ESPN+. Plus. A lot of Texas connections for this Austin P team. Nine governors from the state. It's the fourth most behind Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama. Head coach Scotty Walden, obviously from Texas. As a Division One head coach, Scotty Walden is 1-0 in the state of Texas. He got his first ever head coaching win at North Texas when he was coaching Southern Miss as the interim head coach. He is 6-3 and three in his career in his home state because he spent that season as a head coach at East Texas Baptist. Uh, that counts the win at North Texas with Southern Miss as well. There are four or five assistant coaches on this team from Texas. Chris Jones, Jared Castor, Jordan McNeil, Lanier Sampson, all Texans. Scotty Walden, Texas. A lot of Texas connections. Scotty Walton, I imagine, going to have a big big group of fans, oh, yeah. family in the, in the crowd. We're going to have a lot of red in that purple stadium. I'm hoping we have a lot of red to drown out the, they call their student section, the purple haze. So, sure. Drown that out. It is, in reality, right now, it is a matchup between the two best teams in the UAC. If you look at receiving votes and the Massey rankings mm-hmm. as your two, two factors. Uh, the Gulls coming at number 19 in the Massey ratings. They picked up 12 spots after the win last week. Number 13. Power, 15 in offense, 20 in defense. Stephen F. Austin's number two in the conference. They're at number 24. Uh, they're, they picked up four spots with their win over Northwestern State last weekend. They're number 23 in power, 14 in offense, which is one spot ahead of the Govs. However, they are 23 behind spots behind Austin P on defense, which I think that that Massey rating being number 20 in defense, despite giving up 40 to Southern Illinois and mm-hmm. then giving up 30 to Tennessee, shows that this defense is as good as it was last year and is as good as we've said. Yeah. It just – Man, two tough opponents to start the season. And, I mean, we've talked about it all year. We talked about it all throughout the preseason and even after, like, the Tennessee game. Defen- I'm, I'm not worried about our defense whatsoever. I haven't been worried about this defense once. Uh, I said that first game was kind of fluky. Week ones are weird. You never know. That Southern Illinois team is really good. Yeah. They are really big. They I mean, play physical, and they have a good quarterback. That's 
That's a team that's going to go far into the playoffs. They're like going to be. They, that's they, easily they, a team you might see again in the playoffs. They will be the number three seed in their conference because Northwest or North North Dakota State and South Dakota State, but they will make the playoffs. Lock it in. Definitely. They are, they almost already have a seed guaranteed right now. Yeah, and I mean at the same time, I mean yeah, because they do have that FBS win against Northern that's Illinois. Big. Yeah, and it's like, and legitimately, I'm not saying that they're going to knock off North Dakota State or South Dakota State. They're going to play with them. Yeah, there, there's not many teams in the country that are going to play with them, but with the fifth-year quarterback, mm-hmm. the big, strong O-line, I mean, that's a big team. And that yeah, quarterback's I mean, if, a fifth-year. That guy's slippery. Yeah. and It kind of gives me some Jeremiah Oatesfall yeah. vibes, the way it's hard to get him down. Mm-hmm. So. And, I mean, I mean, they very well could go in there, say, because I think South Dakota State's the best team in the country. I agree. And, I agree. I, but, I mean. I think the voters do, too, this week. Let's yeah, and, and you go and you play a team like North Dakota State, who you know is still going to be a top 10, maybe even a top three team at that time, you go in there and you get them on not a great yeah, game. Yeah, Southern Illinois can pick up a win in one of those games. Yeah. I'm not saying their their chances are good, but I'm saying any day you ain't going there and knock it off. Uh, the polls, all 26 coaches think South Dakota State's the best team. I'd agree. 52 of the media members think South Dakota State's the best team. Three of you still voted for North Dakota State for some reason. Uh, that's fine. Whatever. That's fine. But whoever's voting for Sacramento State, please stop. I'm not even. If your votes cr- aren't going to Brookings or Fargo, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you who the number one team in the country is right after we play for the Dakota marker. Let's do that. That is that is how we will decide the number one team in the country. Aside from that, probably Montana State. Yeah. Number three, they beat or they lost to South Dakota State in one of a really good game. Uh, you can leave Sacramento State at four. Bring me them in the playoffs again, though. We learned that in 2019, didn't we? 2019, we did. Bring me, bring me the Hornets. I want, I want that again. So, it's uh, it's fun seeing some of the uh, the FCS playoff projections right now, where it's the Govs against an old OVC team. TSU. I've seen somebody had TSU going to the playoffs. I would love it. That'd be a lot of fun. I saw UT Martin. I've seen Semo. Semo's uh, not going to do it. I mean, Semo's the highest ranked OVC team right now. They were fifth. They're sixteen twenty. They just lost to that Southern Illinois team in a really good game. How much fun would it be, though, for, like, TSU or Martin to come to Fort Terry Stadium for the FCS playoffs? I would love it. I mean, honestly. Golly, that'd be a lot of fun. Now, I, th- I think I haven't really watched any Martin football because if we're not playing them, what's the they're purpose the of watching? As, they're the same as Martin. They're but it's like. Physical, they run the ball. They're probably the betting favorites in the OVC, I would say. Uh, I'd, take, I'd say Simo's probably the favorite. That's fair. Gino Hess on year eight. But. <laughs> it's insane. But. Give me TSU to win the OVC, God. and then a battle of I-24 in the first round of the FCS playoffs. How electric would it be for Austin P to play? I'll take Tennessee State or UT Martin. I don't know. Yeah. SEMO doesn't, doesn't bother me as much. Give me Tennessee State or Martin in the first round of the playoffs. It would be electric. Really Talk about bad blood in the FCS playoffs. Mm-hmm. Those are two harsh rivalries, bitter rivalries. We hate them. You could say, you could, yeah, listen. Straight up hating those two games. You can throw out the record books when Martin and Tennessee State come to town. Yeah, because I mean, as Van Stokes would I mean, say, you look, you look at TSU from a couple of years ago. That one COVID year when we played them twice, and they were talking all this smack about. Well, they beat us. They came in here and yeah. beat us. They were not the better team, and they came into Fort Terra Stadium and beat us. Yeah, but they beat us in a game that didn't count towards OVC standings. And then we walked into Nissan Stadium, said, "Big lights, we got you." Joe's got a big win in that one. Man, that'd be a lot of fun. I, I hope is what happens. But at the same time, TSU, Martin, Simo, I don't care. We'll beat all of them. Gosh, that, that's that's the dream. It really One is. One of the old OVC rivals in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, sign me up. Sign me up. Uh, I think that's all we got for this week. I think it is. Like I said, we'll be back next week. We'll have our interview, which is sponsored by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. Give them a call. Stop by and see a leasing agent. 
Get yourself a new home at the Flats Off Madison. Great little apartments. And they, I mean, they are beautiful. Brand new. All kinds of amenities. All the latest technologies. Uh, we'll have Connor Gore of the Ossipy Baseball Team on for that interview next week in the studio, live and in person. There we go. In the meantime, Crystal McGregor, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Charlie Husband, and Trey Price, they have all the community service opportunities for you student-athletes. Get out there and do some good. It's getting close to October, which means ghost candy drives coming soon. Yep. And then after that, we'll have turkeys for troops and all mm-hmm. that. And uh, it's right in the Christmas season. Get out there, do some good. Go kill those community service goals. Uh, also, Gulf's Cup games are happening. Yeah. I'm sure that you can get some Gulf's Cup points if you come watch some golf next week and the week after. Yeah. So, and, uh, I mean, they've all been showing. I mean, we saw it against the Western game. We had all of our student athletes that were in town there cheering on the Govs. Um, we had a lot of them out at soccer whenever we were playing Bellarmine in the A-Sun opener. Keep on doing that. Keep on doing that. In the meantime, Alex, how do people follow us on Twitter, Instagram, excuse me, X, X Instagram, and, and Facebook. We'll just say on, social media. On X and Instagram at Let's Go P or on Facebook at Austin P. Governors. And shout out as always to everybody that's been helping a lot. Uh, we're in that time of the year where it's like you know football's in full swing you got soccer volleyball golfs tennis is starting up so there's a lot of cross country cross country soccer every i mean everything's going on and now we got basketball on the horizon too we're 46 days away from the regular season basketball openers so shout out to maddie lexi brie for all the photos videos graphics that they've been pushing out shout out to robin and baby raven Excited to see her back in the office before too long. She was at the Ford on Saturday. Was she really? Her and Raven. I didn't see up there in the suites watching the Govs. It's probably the first game. Beat up on the Buccaneers. It's probably the first Austin P. football game she's watched from a suite. Listen, listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you, baby. Raven's 1-0. Robin, if you're listening, you better get her down to Nacogdoches this week. There we go. Raven might be the good luck charm. We'll bring her to all the playoffs. Put her on the team plane. We'll put her on the plane. If if Raven's what gets the Govs wins, we'll get her to the stadium. Yeah. Let's go P.com for dates, news, stories, and information. Cody Bush, Alex Alley, Camille Blaylock, Chris Austin, Knox Reeves, and myself. Uh, go check that out. We've got everything you need right there on Let's Go P.com. Alex, yeah. tickets are on sale. You can call the ticket office at 931-221-PAY or get on Let's Go P.com backslash buy tickets. You can buy football tickets, season tickets still available. You only missed one game. you got four left. Mm-hmm. And I bet if there was a playoff run and you were a season ticket holder, you'd get first chance to buy those tickets. I would say so. I would say so as well. You can also buy single game tickets, get the Blazing VIP zone. It's the best place to watch football in Clarksville. My family sat down there this weekend, had a blast. Free beer, free wings, all provided by Buffalo Wild Wings. That's the place to be. Easily the best seat in the house. Best seat in the house. Alex. Yes. Our basketball. What about basketball tickets? What's happening? So, like I said, basketball, 46 days away from the regular season opener. Um, and then we are 41 days away from the Ossipi men's basketball charity exhibition game against Tennessee Tech at FNM Bank Arena. You can get single game tickets, uh, season tickets, again, at the uh, call the ticket office at 931-221-PEAY. Call the ticket office for all your basketball ticketing needs yep. at and the moment. Like I said, basketball's right around the corner. It's the best time to get them. Got my parents some season tickets. They're going to be sitting front row, right behind the bench, literally like directly behind me. They're going to be heckling you. Oh, it's going to be insane. I might have to tell them to shut up sometimes. Hey, even though hey, I mom, would mom. Calm it down. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come sit with him and yell at you just as much. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. But still, get your tickets. Get your tickets. There's a lot of. I mean, there is literally not a bad seat in FNM Bank Arena. Not a one. I went there today to go hang out with our men's basketball staff and talk about a couple of things. And they had the ice down. And did you I get mean, out there and skate? I wish I would. You I wish. wish I would have. But whenever that basketball court goes down, 
It's the best facility in the ASUN, one of the best ones in the region. It's a beautiful facility if you haven't seen it yet. So get those tickets now. When you're done getting those tickets, uh, find us on iTunes or Spotify or directly on the website at letsgopee.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating or review on the podcast. Alex, five stars? Five stars. Five stars. Want to suggest a guest or listen to a local on-campus event we should shout out? Tell us where I should eat barbecue tomorrow night, Friday night, Friday, September 22nd in Longview, Texas. As I stay there the night before the Govs play Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches, we're staying in Longview. Where do I get the barbecue to eat? What is the best place? I need this information because I need the brisket. Yes. I need the brisket. I'd also like the beans and the cornbread and all that. But mainly the brisket. But I need the brisket. I need the, I need the brisket. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bun Chickens. Shout out to everyone that helped defend the fort last Saturday. We'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. <laughs>